This is Paul Schneiderman today on the 69th edition of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Today is my special guest. I have John Barr. John is a blogger and podcaster. He is involved in the NHL to Seattle website. He is actually the creator of the website and described as the chief instigator of NHL to Seattle. Uh, before I go further, John, with this interview of you, I want to recognize my engineer today, Daniel Billis. Daniel is also the host of the Fresh Juice Show at Rainier Avenue Radio. I want to mention a lot of good things going on at the station. We have political shows, sports shows, lifestyle shows, all sorts of stuff going on at RainierAvenueRadio.world. Our sports department has shows hosted by Rick Dupree, Granville Emerson, and Ronald Laurent host a show. Lidline Sports, Mazavita Marari hosts a show, uh, all sorts of stuff going on here. Pat Mark Bryant hosts a fitness-based show. Don't want to forget anybody, but definitely tune into our tune into our sports department, other shows here. My sports and stuff show has been around now since July of 2017. I have a lot of fun. A lot of my shows are on my website, pluslawoffices.com. A bunch are now on Mixcloud, and some are on the Rainier Avenue Radio website. You can follow me on Twitter at pluslawoffices.com. If you're wondering where the law offices comes from, I am a solo attorney who having fun doing this sports show as well. Okay, John, let me get back to you. Um, John Barr founded the grassroots movement in 2011, NHL to C- Seattle, and he helped succeed in the goal to help bring the NHL to Seattle about six years later. John is one of the hosts of the Sound of Hockey podcast with Andy Ide and Darren Brown. Have the names right? Yeah. Uh, John, I learned, is a California native. He's an active hockey player, graduate at the University of Nevada, Reno. Uh, I recommend John's podcast to people. You can learn just about everything about hockey, the Sound of Hockey podcast, and you can follow John on Twitter, and you can also learn more about him and by going to nhl2seattle.com. Did I have that one right? Okay. Okay. Well, John, uh, first of all, thank you for coming on Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I've heard the show before, and so it's nice to be in studio. Whenever I get that, I've heard the show before. It's always like one of those for better or worse things. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm here. I won't probe you what you think, but you showed up. What the heck? Right, exactly. Well, John, you put a lot of time into hockey. You obviously have tremendous passion for the sport. Why don't you short the listeners a little bit? Uh, how you got the the hockey bug and what resulted in you founding, being the founder of NHL uh, in Seattle? Well, I grew up in California. Uh, NHL to Seattle, I'm sorry. NHL to Seattle, sorry. yeah. yeah. Um, I grew up in California, and it wasn't exactly a hotbed of hockey, and hockey wasn't like part of the lexicon down there. I, I maybe had watched one game in my life, uh, but it wasn't until the San Jose Sharks moved in that kind of gave me a reason to, to watch and they had some, luckily they had some early success in their franchise history, like making the playoffs in the second, third years. But um, I tuned in and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, where's the sport been my whole life? And that's how I caught the bug. And it's kind of accelerated since then. And um, I was living in Reno at the time. A hockey rink came in, you know, years and years later. So probably when I was 25 or 26, I jumped on the ice for the first time and uh you know, eventually moved to Seattle, and, and uh, when I moved here, I realized how much hockey is up here compared to where when I grew up in California. It just was not around. Um, it, this isn't Canada, but there is a lot of hockey rinks around here, and there's two major junior teams, which, like, draw about 5,000 people per game, and it's there's a lot of hockey. And so that's when I, the kind of, the kind of the, uh, you know, the aha moment where I'm like, man, there, there's so much hockey here compared to California, where I grew up, before the Sharks were there. And now the Sharks have, like, 
caught fire down there, and, and hockey's kind of part of the sports landscape in the Bay Area. Well, it's fun to hear your background. You're not like some Canadian guy like Dave Tippett who just grew up with it at age two. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I got no coming better. Yeah, nothing like an acquired taste for, for certain passions. You know, John, you just mentioned the Seattle hockey culture. I know we have a lot of club hockey here and junior hockey. I may not have this fact right, but let me know if I have this fact. And I believe Seattle has more club hockey than any non-NHL city. I mean, we're about to become an NHL city. I mean, I, 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 I'm not sure if that's right, but it sounds like it could be right. Pretty um, close. Yeah, exactly. There's there's so much hockey here without having an NHL team, which is like a catalyst for, for growing hockey, particularly even adult and youth hockey. And, and we're starting to see it kind of bust at the seams right now with the anticipation of the NHL coming here. What, what is unique about the Seattle hockey culture in, as we talk right now in early 2020, pre-NHL team? Well, I think I think the proximity to Canada helps, right? Because there, there's still people that are kind of fans of Vancouver Canucks. But we're also really fragmented. Based, you know, obviously the city's changing with people migrating here from, from all over. Um, and some hockey people are moving here as well. And so we're really fragmented right now. We're all rooting for different teams. So it's hard for us to you know, the, gather around the water cooler at work and talk about the game last night because we're all watching different games or paying attention to different teams. I mean, you, we can see what the Seahawks have done, captivating the region and people wanting to talk about them. Like, you can't walk a block on Seattle, particularly on Fridays, and not see about five, five Very Seahawks true. jerseys. Very true. Well, I mean, I got a random question for you. Can a middle-aged guy like me in his late 40s pick up and start trying to play hockey? I mean, is it? I'm not the most coordinated, most athletic guy in the world. Is it possible like a guy like me can just go out and start hitting the rings? You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I tell this. <laughs> I have this. I share this with a lot of people. Yeah, it's so much easier to learn here than say if you were living in Minnesota and trying to do the same thing. There's a lot of people in your same same shoes that are like just want to try, and there's opportunities here because it's not like saturated with all these elite hockey players it it's very um opening and and there's opportunities to learn to play even as adults and it doesn't matter i mean people learn at 30 40 50 years old like they really do um, rating on a curve it could be a c minus <laughs> yeah this is paul schneiderman host of sports and stuff on rainier avenue radio with john Barr of nhl to seattle John, you know, there's a big discussion now about the prospective team name for the Seattle NHL franchise. I can't believe we're starting play next year in 2021. <laughs> and I want to ask you two questions. I know the Sounders several years ago when we got when Seattle got awarded an MLS franchise, the team had the fans very involved in the effort to name it to name the franchise. One, should the NHL Seattle franchise OVG group have the fans more involved in this process. And two, what is your preference for the team name? Throw a name you like. John. Okay, so okay. Uh, <laughs> give me a take on the two questions. Okay. That's a that's a tough one. I, okay. okay, I hadn't heard that discussion before. No, okay. just kidding. It's okay. it's easily the most divisive subject <laughs> in this this whole um, bringing the NHL here. It, okay, odds are everybody's going to hate the name because nobody can agree on what the name should be. There's probably about five or six leading candidates at least. In the public sphere, it's like the the Democratic primary kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but but there's not going to be a majority at all, okay. um, and so that means a a good portion of people are going to be disappointed. So um, I don't know if involving the fans is would help in okay. this regard because the Sounders, I think it was like there's a clear catalyst for the fans wanting Sounders, right? Because of the history that, that the Sounders had and that name had. We've got various teams in our history that people seem to kind of throw out there. But 
some of them are might not work and so to answer your question about what my preference is i i've i've said for years that i it's like determining where where to spend your money before winning the lottery like i always wanted to win the lottery first before i decide what the team name should be so i've distanced myself mentally from, you're taking from an agnostic position i i, I am and okay. cuz i'm going to love it regardless okay. and i know that sounds really cheesy like and very switzerland but i'm got, i got to do it like that i'm i'm i honestly it doesn't matter to me you're not a deposition today i'm not going to probe <laughs> yeah, you that yeah, hard i know so. but i'm telling you yeah. i really don't really care because okay. i've i know if i get married to anyone odds are it's not going to be it and you don't feel the franchise should be having the fans actively involved in the team name process i mean i, I certainly think they they've kind of reached out to the community in various capacities whether it be they've done some some kind of high level online polls about what it should be. Um, they've talked to, to people that are seasoned ticket depositors. So I, I think they're gathering it and I know they're getting the feedback on Facebook, Twitter and every, everywhere else, any other media. They're listening is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So I, I just, hopefully they take that into account. Paul Schneiderman of sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue radio dot world with uh, John Barr today. John is, one of the hosts of the great Sound of Hockey podcast, and he is the founder of the NHL to Seattle cause, and there's an NHL to Seattle website. So, John, I, I, I've listened to your podcast a little bit this week, and you and Andy and Darren do a really good job. And the NHL, as we know, is coming to Seattle next year. We can say next year. It's the fall of 2021, yeah. so it's coming next year. Why don't you share with, with uh, some happenings that are going on in the NHL right now for the 2019-2020 season? Because a lot of we're going to be seeing a lot of these coaches and all these teams and all these players when they come play in Seattle next year. Give us a little synopsis of any interesting happenings in the current NHL season. Well, I, I think uh, broadly there's there's somewhat of a youth movement. Um, the hockey players are so talented right now, and they're coming and making an impact on the, on teams' success. And like one guy in particular was playing college hockey last year, Kale McCarr. Uh, now he's playing for the Colorado Avalanche, and he's stepped up and looks elite level. What's his level. name again? Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. Um, and then Vancouver's also coming out of nowhere, to, and they've got a really young and impressive team, which for Seattle, that's not great because <laughs> they're going to be really good in a couple of years. And so they've had an impressive year. So there's a, there's a lot of those surprises, and the parity involved in the hockey right now is pretty amazing where there's, there's teams that um, haven't uh, – People didn't have any expectations, and they're kind of taking big steps this year. The other, the other kind of uh, on a sadder note, there's a lot of coach firings. There's been six coach firings to date, um, and then every time there's a coach firing, someone's like, "Okay, he could come to Seattle. He could come to Seattle." So that's kind of interesting too. And as a Seattle hockey fan or a future Seattle NHL fan, we can start to look around what players are going to be available for the expansion draft, which would which should happen the summer of 2021. And so at the closer we get to that date, the more the, the rosters are solidified and you can start to see who's going to be available. Now, there's some comp complex rules around that that probably would bore people to death right now if we get into it. But it, for, for the people that really study it like me, I'm, I'm starting to look at like, oh, they have two goalies. They can only protect one. And and that guy might be available, so it's it's starting to be fun to talk about those things, which I hadn't we haven't been able to do for a while. 
lot ahead. Very exciting with selling and getting an NHL franchise. And you, you're a bit of a sabermetrics guy with all this hockey stuff, John. I've heard your podcast. You really get pretty deep out of it. So can you mention who are the top, if you had to pick two, who are the top two players in NHL right now? I know Gretzky retired years ago and... Uh, who who are who are one or two that really stand out? So Sidney Crosby is like a, a common name that people throw out. He's kind of on the the downside of his career. Okay. He's still elite okay. and fun to watch, but right. probably I think it's it's very easy to say Connor McDavid, who's playing in Edmonton Oilers mm-hmm. with the Edmonton Oilers, and um, he is uh, a human highlight reel. He's a lot of fun, and then I'd say uh, Nathan McKinnon in Colorado as well. He's he's young and fast, and he plays with some great players that makes him really fun things and then um there's another another i'm going to call him a kid in in carolina uh called uh his name's svechnikov he's a he's a, a russian but he scored two lacrosse goals uh and if you can imagine how lacrosse like pick up imagine picking up a puck with your stick having it about waist high and then throwing it in the net that's really rare isn't it uh yeah. i I have never seen it done in the NHL. He's done it twice this year. So, so that's what I'm talking about. The youth movement and some of these, some of these guys are just out insane right now. Well, these are big names that Seattle fans are going to be watching uh, very, very, very soon. So, the NHL franchise hired NHL legendary player Ron Francis to be the general manager of the franchise. What's your take on the Francis hire? Unbelievable hire, like. Uh, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of more information that goes into it than just what I know publicly. But he's had he's really set up the Carolina Hurricanes, which is where he was prior to um, taking this position. He set them up really well. Their AHL team, so the minor league team, won the Calder Cup, which is essentially the championship. But it's based on a, a team that he built. Um, not not to mention the whole re- name recognition is huge for Seattle. I think because they don't have a lot of name recognition right now. And people don't know some people. And so he's also like the face of the franchise, and we've needed a face. Um, so I'm ecstatic about him. And, and from what I've I've been able to meet him, but I've talked to other people that know him. And Dave Tippett um, played with him a lot. And, and Tippett was also very complimentary of what he brings to the table. And I think that would be number one on my wish list with the information that I had before he was hired. Like he is he – is, the probably the best one for the job, and he's going to be great out here. I've heard that sentiment that Francis is a very significant hire. If you're just tuning in, Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on RainierAvenueRadio.world with John Barr of NHL2 Seattle. Speaking of Dave Tippett, I, I had Dave on my show in the summer of 2018. Very personable guy, very friendly, very personal. Came to the studio and did an interview like you did. And Dave is now the Edmonton Oilers coach. He left the the OBG group to take that position. Did you view Dave leaving the NHL NHL group as a setback anyway? And do you ever see a scenario of Dave coming back to the Seattle NHL group? Well, um, I mean, personally, I I like him. I think he's a great person. And so anytime somebody somebody great leaves, um, that's a bummer. But at the same time, he – probably had the itch. Once he's a coach, he's always a coach, right? Um, and I think his advisory role, just he, he was kind of getting the itch. And so I, I totally get it and support him. And I'm kind of rooting for him in Edmonton. Um, but, you know, that's that's how it goes, right? This is a business. Now, whether he could come back, he certainly could come back. I mean, he's, he's his, um, his daughter lives on the peninsula. So right. you can imagine if, if he wants to maybe – step away from coaching eventually 
there might be an opportunity for him to, to be part of this organization in some capacity. I know he loved the area and he loved the group. And so um, I think I think it's certainly possible. You know, I don't follow hockey nearly as much as you do. I mean, you, your hockey knowledge is substantially <laughs> exceeds mine. But Dave Tippett just struck me as being such a great possible first coach of the CHL team. There was something about Tippett, just his personality and all that. So I, when I saw that he, that he left the group, I'm glad that Dave got a great job for himself. Yeah. But I was a little disappointed. Well, and I think, you know, originally they were targeting the 2020 uh, start, uh, the season in 20, October 2020. That's what they were geared toward. But the NHL said no. With so much risk involved in that arena, they pushed it to 2021. And I think that might have had a little bit of uh, impact on Dave's decision, right? Because at the time, it was another two years, and, and he probably didn't want to wait that long. But, you know, whatever. It's his job. or It's it's his life. And, and, and Dave was always kind of coy whether he was even being considered for the coach. Yeah, yeah, so, I know. He uh, does that. Uh, and one thing is he's nice he is a – I mean, hockey hockey culture has a lot of that really nice humble people and i think it comes from the canadian and midwest roots i know it sounds i mean obviously i'm a fan of the sport but it seems like i've met some unbelievable people in the sport of hockey because of the culture that it's it's about a team and humble beginnings like whether they live on the prairies and in the uh in can in saskatchewan or wherever but they've been great it's funny you say that, John. I remember I read something years ago. You can't believe everything you read, but but it's all it can always a little conversation that that some waiters and waitresses said that work in some major urban markets that hockey players are the best tippers compared to oh, NFL wow. basketball and baseball players. I just read that like twenty I, years I, ago. Yeah, so, I didn't know. So. I just know my interactions with them, and and granted, I don't know a lot of other. Sports like I know hockey, so gotcha. I'm obviously biased here. And no scientific studies on it. <laughs> yeah, I just, just yeah, read that. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask St. John. I've asked guests this 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 question. I'm going to ask you this question, kind of a kind of a, maybe a somewhat different kind of way. Um, do you have any concerns about the Everett Silver Tips and Seattle Thunderbirds surviving and continuing to be pretty good WHL franchises with the big fish? The and it's LHL coming next year. So I, I've had that question over the nine years I've been doing this. Um, a lot of people were worried about the impact. But the reality is they're, they're really two different markets. I mean, the price points of getting in an NHL arena is, like, uh, very steep, unfortunately. So um, I think I think it's it's a valid concern, but I also think a rising tide raises all boats. And I think it's going to – those two – um, teams are going to get more fans because they're essentially growing all the hockey fans in the area. And it's it's certainly a cheap and affordable way to get certainly the family involved because the price point is, I mean, you can get in the door for $20, $25. Right. Um, where that's pretty challenging for most pro sports franchises. You know, I I asked this question to, I had Jeff Aaron on, a former Seattle broadcaster, and, and Jeff gave an answer where he thought that the Everett franchise will definitely be fine because Everett's its own unique community and they, they definitely identify many people in Everett as being outside of Seattle. But he, he wasn't, he thought the T Birds could be a little more complicated on how well they will do with the Seattle NHL franchise coming. Do, do you think Jeff's, does Jeff's answer have any merit um, to that? So, so I know that there is a, a pretty significant hockey fan base south of the city and and i'm more or less tacoma there's a huge base of fans in tacoma um 
I don't really agree with that assessment because the Thunderbirds have been around so long. To be fair, Jeff yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah, himself, yeah, I know. I mean, it's say that it wouldn't work. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really agree with that. Particularly now that now that the Thunderbirds play twenty miles south in Kent, and Everett plays essentially twenty miles north. It's a great little buffer. Now, if you were to put the AHL or the minor league franchise like in Tacoma, that would eat directly into the Seattle Thunderbirds because it's it's essentially the same price point and kind of attracting the same type of fans and close in proximity. So I think that was a really astute move by NHL Seattle not to put their AHL affiliate in an existing market in the area, and even Portland to some extent because they have a team, and putting a team in there would, would kind of – uh, cannibalize the Portland Winterhawks. Did, did you just read my next question? No. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you like? Did you like steal my script? Or something? So I, I actually have a question for you about the the decision by the French NHL franchise, CHL franchise, to select Palm Springs as the AHL site, and I I think it's an exciting city to have as an AHL CL affiliate team. There's a lot of Northwesterners down there, but could it, could there be an argument to have gone to Portland or Boise or Spokane instead? Um, I think when you look at the AHL landscape, um, particularly the, the Western teams, it, it's quote unquote a bus league, and not all games they go to, via bus. But if you're located in California, you can hit like five or six different teams, uh, AHL teams, with a with a bus ride in the same day, and that's huge benefits to like not being constantly traveling in airports and finding ice. You can come home after playing Bakersfield, right, or, or uh, playing Ontario. So I think there's a huge advantage there. Now, now Boise, now Boise would have been interesting because it's still somewhat in the footprint, but it is a little isolated, and I think that the facilities that they had there is a little old um, to make it a, a, a huge success that they want to, to do. Now, think about what it attracts, too, as far as attracting talent. If you're a, if you're a minor league hockey player or a prospect, would you rather play in Palm Springs for a couple of years, or would you rather play? Would you rather play in Boise, right? And that, I love Boise because I've been up there a couple of times. But Palm Springs is an attractive market, and, and it's a compelling argument for to attract talent to the team. There is something kind of sexier about Palm Springs <laughs> and some other other markets in, in the country, but. But I, I get your, your vibe and your point. If you're just tuning in, we got about five minutes left. Paul Schneiderman, host of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio with John Barr of NHL2 Seattle. Okay, I don't want to rain in a parade because I'm personally very excited about the NHL coming to Seattle. But I want to ask you a question. You're, you're, a, you're a hockey guy. There is a Seattle basketball fan base out there. Oh. And within that <laughs> fan base, there's definitely different factions. But there is a hardcore Seattle NBA fan base that's so angry about what happened to Sonics. They're skeptical of the key arena remodel. One reason is they're not sure the NBA is ever going to come. You're definitely a guy who's played, who's done a lot of work in, in, in introducing hockey to people and embracing the Seattle NHL franchise. What do you say to some like hardcore fanatical basketball fans about the NHL coming? Well, the, the biggest blocker that we've ever had to get the Sonics back is an arena. There's no place to play. Now, I the uh, commissioner... Adam Silver has certainly said that a key arena remodel will work and that the city had also checked with both leagues at the time because at the time NHL did not say they were coming to Seattle. And people said, there's no way the NHL will will play at that arena. Well, look, they're here. And I think it's just a question – I think it's just a question of time for the NBA and the timing being right. Um, 
you know, even Steve Ballmer himself said, this is a couple of years ago now, but he said, it, you know, it's closer to, to 10 years away than, than five. Um, but, you know, now we're getting closer and we're going to have an arena. Now, I don't know if it's relocation or expansion, um, it, but I know that these commissioners speak in code sometimes and they'll, they do. they're not going to say anything until it actually is going to happen. And so, I mean, I saw it with Gary Bettman in the NHL and certainly see a similar behavior with Adam Silver. So I think it's just a matter of time. But um, I would say to the fans. The hardcore fans. The hardcore fans. And trust me, I've been right there in city council meetings with them sure. the whole time. And I would say do whatever you can to help bring the team back. Right, Being bitter and angry, I get it. I totally get it. But see what you can control and make decisions based on what's good for bringing the team back. John, you don't see the NHL coming to Seattle as any hindrance to getting the NBA back to Seattle? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I mean, there's cert- – there's, I don't know how many different teams are playing in the same arena. Um, but I was just in Dallas um, last month. You mentioned that. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the Dallas Stars play there and so do the Mavericks, right? Um, it's an unbelievable facility, by the way. Um, but there's plenty. And then um, Detroit – you know, the Pistons moved into Detroit to play in the Red Wings uh, arena. So it's certainly not a hindrance, and, and to think that it would be is is a somewhat of a, a a weird statement to say considering the data says it supports it. Fair enough. Just want to get your feedback. Yep. I've come this left here with uh, John Barr of NHL to Seattle, Paul Schneiderman of Sports and Stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. All right, John. So, do you have? If it's not going to be Dave Tippett, do you have any personal preference you'd like to see as the first Seattle NHL franchise head coach? So, uh, timely, timely question because okay. a couple people have been let go in the last. Like I, I mentioned, there's been six coaches that have been fired this this year, and there's a couple. Peter Laviolette, um, he's taken a team to the Stanley Cup final. He hasn't won, but he's pretty good. And then, um, uh, and then Peter DeBoer, who was just let go from the San Jose Sharks. He also uh, took a team to the the final. So I would kind of look at those two candidates, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure. And, and you know who's going to know a lot is is Ron Francis, our GM. Because so, he's so. played with a lot of these guys or interacted with these guys over the years. I have to keep those names in my yeah. use mention. Well, John, we got like less than 30 seconds left. Uh, what's in the future for John Barr? I just uh, enjoy all this, the, the ramp up to the game that I can't wait and, and try to introduce the sport to more people. I really enjoyed having you come on uh, today, John. Learned a lot, and this this hockey enthusiasm is very catching. And I uh, that's you and I stay in touch. I appreciate you coming on sports and stuff on Rainier Avenue Radio. Thanks for having me. Take care.